Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Welcome, everybody. We have an amazing guest today. Yay! (laughs) Melissa Cashman, a.k.a. the famous, the infamous, yours truly, Missy O'Malley. What a pleasure to be here. Okay, before we got on, you just started telling us a story. Do you want to go by Melissa Cashman, Missy O'Malley? And you started telling us, okay. This is a crazy story. So basically, my quick gist of my background, shortly after I moved to Bozeman, like most people came here to be a ski bum. Yeah. And I quickly fell into radio and it was for Kiss FM whose, you know, sister station was the Moose. And when I was coming in on one of my very first days, my name is Melissa Cashman. Everyone's called me Missy Cashman. They said, what is your radio name going to be? And I kind of just froze. I was like, why can't I use my real name? (laughs) My name. So my family is third generation Cashman Nursery Landscaping Architects. And I'm from Bismarck, North Dakota originally. Oh my my gosh. dad, Dan Cashman, runs it out there. My uncle Jerry runs it out here. So Cashman Nursery is a family business in town. And of course, with social media, it's pretty easy to track down people if you wanted to. Especially now. However, in my first week on radio, my mentor, my boss, Michelle Wolf, was having a pretty crazy issue basically a stalker Uh and somebody that would linger around the radio station. And pretty much, I don't know if it was my very first day or my second day, this person had thrown a cylinder cement block through her windshield parked at the radio station. Holy cow. And it was kind of all hands on deck. You know, it was just, Mm -hmm. it was just, I mean, for Bozeman, it was just kind of a freaky thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And they said, case in point, you should have a different alias. Yeah. And so my mom's college roommate, her name is Sally O'Malley. I can't make <laughs> I this love up. That. It's like the joyologist from Saturday Night Live. I'm Sally O'Malley. I'm 50, you know? And so my mom calls me and she's like, you should be Sally O'Malley. I'm like, that name sounds so made up. <laughs> my mom's maiden name was McDougal. So uh-huh. I was like, why don't I be Missy McDougal? Uh-huh. And my mom's like, oh, it just sounds so ethnic, uh-huh. Irish, Scottish McDougal. It gets caught in your mouth. <laughs> She's like, what if you do a hybrid? So you could be, instead of Sally O'Malley, what if you're Missy O'Malley? Uh-huh. So it's just a 100% made up name. Wow. And I have it on credit cards. I go through the bank. They, they, people know me as Missy O'Malley instead of Cashman. That That's is such amazing. a Which crazy is so cool story. funny, right? Yeah. And now you're like, you really are famous in Bozeman. You're like a little local celebrity. So how do you deal with it? Like going to the grocery store, knowing that people are going to like recognize you, especially your voice. Especially your voice. Like you just can't say anything. Right? Well, and that's, <laughs> that's what's been the beauty about COVID and the masks. Oh. You know, I'm like, no makeup. I got my yoga pants on. I just said the, at Rosars at TNC uh-huh. and you just keep the mask on. You're like, oh, I recognize that person, but they don't see me. I'm not going to say a oh, word. Oh, I love that. COVID. Like someone I from high it. school, like I see them. I know they see me, but yep, we're just going to pretend like we don't see each other. Yeah, so I don't recognize you. Pass along. No, it is. It's a sweet question. 
First of all, I appreciate you and, and giving me my head a little, a little. Oh, you deserve blow up, it. You know, really, like you are. Like you run all the big fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows you. Yeah. It really is. You are like this whole persona, personality that mm-hmm. like procedures. It's really, really cool. Well, it's interesting because I think this marks almost my 20th year in Bozeman. I moved. So, so again, my aunt and uncle lived here. So this is always mm-hmm. where we would come out to go skiing when we were kids. And then in high school or graduating, a bunch of my friends did come out to Montana State. My mom went to school at the University of Dayton in Ohio. And of course, my tour guide was very handsome. And I thought, you know, that's that's where my life is going to take off. But then after college, I wanted to be a ski bum. So, you know, that's kind of how I ended up back here. But then when I first moved out here, yeah, I started in radio, but then I was a mentor for Big Sky Youth Empowerment. And I would take the kids snowboarding. And then bit by bit, I would DJ their events and then wanted to get into auctioneering to then kind of take that to the next level. So it was a very natural kind of organic way of awesome turning into events and, you know, then right. taking over, you know, and my sister and I went to auctioneer school about five, six years ago. Oh, I get, you are so good at auction. Well, she's excited. my hype woman. Oh yeah. I love <laughs> this. She's in the crowd. If Colleen's in the crowd, I, I know I'm making money. That <laughs> That's night. We're right. making yeah. money. And I always tell people, oh, I won at the auction. I'm like, well, no, you just paid a lot of money to <laughs> pretend like you won. It's like, <laughs> I really like to win though. Yeah, exactly. I really do. But it it is infectious. I feel like once you get involved with one thing in Bozeman and then another group, and that's what I think that's so beautiful about all our nonprofits, they kind of scratch each other's backs and help each other out. And whether it's Haven helping out Bridger Care, Bridger Care helping out Mm -hmm. Haven or, you know, whatever it it is. It's just a really beautiful reciprocal Mm -hmm. synchronicity kind of thing. If I come to your fundraiser, you're coming to mine. Exactly. money at your fundraiser, you're going to come on over. It's a big deal. money. That's right. Yeah. Because again, I feel like no matter what we do with our lives and how busy we are, we're only as good as the town we live in. And with the growth, and I mean, the two of you get that. Absolutely. Firsthand. It's such a cool Mm -hmm. community. We really live in this amazing bubble. And when you go outside the bubble, you're like, the rest of the world's not like Bozeman. Right. It really is something special here. Mm -hmm. It was wild. Here's just a quick random side story. One of... um, my girlfriend's has a daughter in middle school and Thursday, Friday of last week, something happened at home with the friend's family life and the mom ended up having to basically leave in the middle of the night. It was an abusive situation. There's about five kids. Oh boy. And um, the friend of the mother reached out to about five or six of us via text and said, I'm actually leaving for a work trip. Is there any way a handful of you could throw together some groceries, throw together some diapers, some toys. There's a woman in a really emergency situation. And ironically enough, I was doing Haven's fundraiser that night. Wow. So I was like, I'm going through the run through right now, but yes, I could get to the grocery store. I can do this. And by the time I'd gotten back to my phone within about 45 minutes, women had done a target run. Women had done this. And again, it's like just without even hesitation. And that's why I love this town. By the time I was like, okay, what can I do? These guys jumped on it, right? Yes. Yeah. But th- again, I've it's, seen that a few times. It's too. so special that that's where we live. That those kind of things happen. Yep, it's beautiful. You know what I mean? It and really honestly, is. we're we're so lucky that you know we're a wealthier town too, which helps that people are able to give and do that. But it, it is more than that. There's this collective energy of just good people here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to the question: yes, How yes, do you yes, survive yes, yes. being such a public figure? Like, do you get like imposter syndrome or do you just like not think about it? How okay. do you survive it? I cannot believe you just said imposter syndrome mm. because as I'm pulling up, I'm like, here I am with these two powerhouse women. Wow. And, and I'll be honest with you, since COVID hit, my world is kind of turned upside down because everything I do, whether it's the DJ business, the auctioneer business, philanthropic fundraising stuff, everything relies upon a group of people. Right. Yes. So as soon as COVID hit, 
all of a sudden my handful of businesses that I've crafted in the last 10, 15 years kind of turned upside down. And of course we pivoted in quite a few ways, doing things virtually and trying to figure out that sort of thing. But here I am pulling up to doing your podcast today. And I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, I'm going to probably go to the dog park after this. Maybe maybe get in one more evening yoga class. Because again, I I live for the weekends because that's when I'm doing events. Barely again. It's been 18 months. Uh But it has been a really weird time. And so when I wrapped up my about five year stint doing the morning news, actually just right down the street, my contract was up and I was kind of sick of waking up at two 30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. God. I would just have to stay up. I wouldn't be able to. Oh, keep it's like you'd start drinking coffee at like yeah. 8 PM. Yep, yep. And honestly with the political environment with COVID uh-huh. was just really beginning to hit. And I remember one of my last big stories was in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm. And my contract was up and I, and I remember thinking it was like, I was having a meeting with a general manager at the end of that week. I was like, I gotta be getting a huge raise. Like, <laughs> please God, I'm making no money. I am exhausted. I don't have any time to see my boyfriend. I just, I'm, I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah. Even if I'm doing a wedding or something on the weekend, I can't stay up. And she handed me my first contract from the five years prior. It was the exact same amount of money. <gasps> and oh. that's when I was like, I know my worth. Hell yes, and I am out of here. Good for you. Good for you. I walked out of there being (laughs) like Oprah, like okay, head bobbing. (laughs) I know my worth. And then COVID really hit about a month later. Yeah, as I was like, (gasps) I don't need this anymore. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait. So every wedding, Mm -hmm. every fundraiser, everything that I was doing, either to bring in money for myself or somebody else, right, is completely on hiatus. Mm -hmm. And then I even was like. Do I go back to the TV station and like, hey guys, Hell you no. still need me to do this? And then hey. I was like, no, I was like, this is what I needed. And then it actually propelled me into doing more voice work from home, which I have this exact same little mixer. Oops, sorry that you guys um have right here. And so it forced me into getting creative again. So if I can mm-hmm. do your roundabout question one more yes. time. Being public in the last 18 months has kind of been not as not, not as, as extreme yeah. just because nobody's been going out anywhere. Right. Yeah. But it is funny because if I run into someone or I just recently did, I helped out with the campaign for the Law and Justice Center yeah. to rebuild mm-hmm. and it's passed. It hasn't passed a few times in the bond. And so they're really trying to push it for the next upcoming election in early November. So they reached out to me and said, we can't have somebody that's currently on the news. Oh, oh would you be our nonpartisan voice for this? I was like, oh, I'm the perfect person for this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm so still so happy to still be so active that I love those kind of things. But yes, being at the grocery store when I've just gotten out of hot yoga and I'm yeah, in my sweats, you know what I mean? And yeah. I really want to hide. You have a giant zit on your face. Just, again, thanks for face mask. Thank you so much for face mask. But it is, it's a beautiful balance in Bozeman. It's not like, you know, I'm... Beyonce walking down the street or right. Justin Timberlake if somebody really wants my autograph or something where it's like, I can't be a normal person at the grocery store. A lot of times it's somebody saying, you spoke at my daughter's dare graduation in sixth grade oh. or, you know, something very yeah, sweet along those positive. lines that I love hearing that. I yeah. saw one of the gals that I used to mentor for Big Sky Youth Empowerment the other day and she's doing really well. And it's just like some of those relationships that kind of fade in and fade out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, this is actually really beautiful. And this is why I still live here. This is why. And you're doing so many positive things that that's really why you get that positive feedback back. Which, thank you. I I, I appreciate that so much. That's really great. Okay, so you said you were doing voiceover work. What are you doing for that? You know, uh, it kind of comes and goes. There's a handful of different websites, which I think the two of you need to, I I don't want to give you my jobs. I shouldn't be telling you. My voice is not made for that. (laughs) No, no. This this makes it sound a lot better. (laughs) It does, it does. Um, Just simple, different commercials. There's a handful of different websites out there, like Voice, one, two, three. And basically they're like, we need... 
a 30 second ad for mothers that are exhausted at Target. You need to <laughs> appeal to your target audience, you know, or something along those lines. And most of the time it could be, you know, for somebody local or some other business or uh, something for like live from the divide or just right. certain voiceover work. But it's also been interesting. I think with COVID, one of the first things that people have cut is their advertising budget. Which, oh, which was the wrong thing to exactly. do. Right? So many people have pulled back. It is the time to stomp on the gas pedal. Especially as we're getting back in the holiday yes. season and all these other things. So that's also kind of ebbed and flowed as now I've had so many fundraisers and weddings that have been makeup mode yes. for 2021. But sure. then there were still a lot of things that still got pulled and mm -hmm. people are looking into 2022 now. So right. it's just kind of an interesting thing and I need to create more time for it. I need to like block yes, out that time on my phone. You have one of the best, most unique voices I've heard mm -hmm. and as people can hear it now, it really is so great. You you should get bigger. Like you have the capability of being like a national voice. Well, like the like Tom Arnett. Selleck. Yes, of course. Sam Elliott. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, like Morgan, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Just call me Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, that's so oh, funny. Have you seen there's a great movie called In a World where yes. this is, yes, that should be you. <laughs> She can do the National Geographic voiceovers That's for right. polar well, bears know, and, and of the so Arctic. Funny. Ever since I was a, a young child, my mom is a speech teacher. Oh. And so all six kids, I'm number four of the six, every year on the Oscars, my mom would give us a clipboard mm. and it would say, you know, up for best actress, up for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we would rate their speeches. I'm laughing no so much way. in the mom category. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, never think of my that. mom would make us listen to like <laughs> vocabulary tapes on road trips and that sort of thing. But basically, <laughs> if you cried during your acceptance speech, it was an immediate fail. Is like my mom would be like, "These are your 20 seconds to shine." And Cannot so cry. you were bred for this. Oh, I was completely bred for this. <laughs> There's five words that you do not start a sentence with. Oh boy. Um, like. Mm. So today at school, start over. Okay, today at school, start over. Well, yesterday's start over. And so mm. my mom would make sure that, you know, you're looking yes. someone in the eyes when you're speaking. Yeah. So my mom has love that. groomed me That's for amazing. hosting, for holding a microphone. So again, when it came to time for one of my sisters and I to go to auctioneer school, it was like, we were Done. bred for this. <laughs> I, I have you know? two daughters and we talk a lot about just women and being in business and so forth and t changing our vocabulary. I am absolutely going to steal that yes. and put that with my women. That's like amazing. one thing we talked about and don't say sorry anymore yes. for being late. Thank you for waiting. Thank you things, for waiting. <laughs> yeah. Things like that really do change your attitude, attitude of people around you. And it just gives you another leg up. I think that's really, really great. I mean, Carol Cashman is no one to mess oh, around with. I want to meet her. <laughs> the best is when we go to a wedding, most of the time, you know, I'm working, so I, I'm officiating or I'm running sound or I'm DJing or something. But if it's a family wedding and I really get to just sit back and watch, mm -hmm. when it comes time for speeches, my mom's like, here we go. She's like cracking knuckles. Oh, yes. If somebody reads a speech <laughs> off their phone, it oh, is like an immediate means, failure. So mad. Oh. I want to just text him if I know him. I want to text yeah, him in the middle of it. Off. You didn't have five <laughs> minutes to it. write this out on a note card. You don't have to yeah. have it memorized, right? No. no. But, but my, my mom I'm sitting is, here stressed now because I did. totally read my last speech in front of Missy. So, because well, <laughs> I was like, I wrote it today. Well, and that, that, that's a little different too. I had like a fundraiser. Say, but you know what yeah. I'm saying at a wedding? Because then it just looks like you're scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I love Louise so much. She's like completely been there for me. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those things, you know? Okay, next off, you're getting married. I'm getting married. Tell us about your man. Tell us oh about the wedding. Oh my goodness. So I'm getting married in about a month. And it's very exciting. Oh, wait, times. big question. Who's going to 
like, because that's what you do. Right. Who's, who, how Very do, fair question. I have a Very good friend who's a wedding photographer and he's huge, huge, huge in California. And I'm like, who is going to possibly be able to create the mm-hmm. photograph? So yeah. We are having the tiny band. Okay. Local mm-hmm. Bozeman legends. And I'm dear friends with almost every single member of the band. So it makes perfect sense for us to have them. Cause I could have one of my DJ friends do it, but then it's also like, you want you know, the, the a lot of them are traveling in and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, be a guest, right? Sure. Um, however, the tiny band does take a couple of half an hour set breaks. So of course I'm going to DJ my first <laughs> own half hour set break yes. to my own wedding. I yes. love that. It's a must. It's a There's must. obviously a handful of songs that they don't do that I need to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's yeah. just the way it is. Um, my man is Rich Han, my Richie baby. Um, I've actually known him for quite a long time in the Bozeman area. He was really involved with Big Sky Youth Empowerment. He was the president of the board for eight years wow. while I was one of the mentors. Uh-huh. And then I started kind of taking over for DJing. And then the last year I auctioneered and Rich actually co-hosted. He ran um, the marketing department at Sims Fishing Products for the last 11 years. Wow. And now he's running marketing for Oboe's Footwear. Mm. So Rich Two has been- great companies too. Like exactly. Great companies. Like Bozeman, yes. like strongholds, right? And so Rich has actually been in Bozeman, boy, another f- six, seven years than I have. He moved out to Bracket Creek mm-hmm. from the booming city of Los Angeles when he was like 21. Oh, wow. And so he kind of came out to fish as, you know, some of us came out to ski. And so, of course, we've both just stayed here forever. And mm-hmm. it's just awesome. It's just, and he comes from a gigantic family, as do I. And so it's just going to be so fun. I mean, again, with COVID, it's thrown a million curveballs. Mm-hmm. But somebody said it best to me the other day. There was a gal who postponed her wedding, again, just to be safe and family and health and everything. And her father developed like stage four prostate cancer during the time and passed away. And so she was kind of like, you can hold off, but also at the same time, like life isn't stopping. And as long as we could be as safe as possible and try to encourage that people are either tested or vaxxed or whatever. Again, I don't want it to be political, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want you to kill my dad who's had some heart surgeries in the past before too. But at the same time, clearly, you know, fundraisers and and life just isn't stopping. You know what I mean? And and COVID's not going away. And COVID's clearly not going away. In your position, and I think I, I waffle a lot about this because you have a voice. You have a voice, you have you have followers, you have people that when you speak, they listen. Do you feel or struggle with an obligation to speak up about things that are controversial, politics, or do you feel like you need to remain neutral or, or where do you stand on that? That is such an amazing question because coming from the news, I always really wanted to be a very credible journalist. I wanted to be as middle of the road, nonpartisan as possible. I didn't want you watching at home, watching me deliver the news and knowing where I stood on something. However, as things came up from the women's march to politics to whatever, it's really hard to be quiet. Yeah. And our sound engineer here, Louise, is not only a dear old friend of mine, we were in this comedy troupe, Broad Comedy. You guys were in Broad Comedy? We were in together for years. I loved Broad Comedy. Is it still happening? Is it still? It's more based in New York now. And it's kind of, I can't say it's outgrown Bozeman, but it's just, it's taken on its own new legs. It was the best. We hired you guys to do our What Women Want to Know Expo. Yes. And you just such, I did not know that about you. Oh, that Isn't makes that wild? me so happy. Yeah. However, um, when I had been in the troupe for maybe about five years was right when I was actually starting on the morning show. And there just happened to be a pretty controversial politician in town. And I was portraying them in this sketch. And even though I was wearing a wig and a beard and all the things, and it was kind of hard to see who I was, if you knew me or if you knew the inside politics of the things. And I, I kind of got my wrist slapped. 
And I, and I remember coming into work that morning and being like, what's more important, my career or my voice or, you know, yeah. my, you know, resiliency with the community at the same time, I just really wanted to be seen as a professional. And then truly what was the real big deciding factor, we could only get into like a ballet studio for rehearsals at like 9 PM, which was three hours past my bedtime at that point in time. <laughs> and so I really thought, do I want this one paycheck for one weekend out of the year? Or is this my career? You know, which at the time I kind of felt like I was selling myself out. Yeah. And that was really kind of tough. And I'd have friends that were going to different marches or parades or, you know, when Breonna Taylor was killed or, you know, George Floyd or, you know, all these other things. And it was like, it's not that I needed to be totally quiet, but I couldn't be as vocal as I wanted to be yeah. about certain things, about being a woman mm -hmm. in 2019 for the Me Too movement, you know, for 2021, all these things. Mm -hmm. So that that's such a great question because Dolly Parton is a huge hero of mine. And she was interviewed on this podcast and it, they thought they were basically going to do one episode. And she talked to this crew for about four or five hours wow. and they ended up creating nine episodes out mm -hmm. of her one interview. Wow. And one of the nine episodes, they broke down and called it Dolitics oh. because Dolly never, you will never know where Dolly stands. You have no idea if she's a Republican. You have no idea if she's Democrat, if she, how conservative she is because she doesn't want to piss off her fans. Right. And she says, I'm here to be an entertainer first. Well, I'm not an entertainer. Nobody's buying my records. You're not, I'm not Mariah Carey at Christmas time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not here to piss anybody off. However, if it's something that I truly believe in and not just, I don't want to be that person on Facebook or Instagram that's just spouting opinions and not yeah. doing anything about it or whatever. But if I'm up at Indigenous, Indigenous People's Celebration and the dedication ceremony last night with the teepees and mm -hmm. that's that something beautiful? cool for the ceremony, then I want to share that, right? Right. So it's like, I want to, I want to be as true to myself as possible, mm -hmm. but even kind of going back to broad comedy for a quick sec, there was some stuff that was even so extremely liberal or just so extremely out there that it was like, Ooh, I don't know if that's exactly where I stand. Right. So it's kind of like, it's, everything's just a little bit different. So to kind of cop out and give you the Dolly answer. I also really respect that about her, whereas a lot of her gay or drag queen fans or these people that are diehard Dolly fans that are saying, why aren't you standing up for us? She's like, well, I am. And I am saying Black Lives Matter and I am saying this, but I'm also, th that's also not my hill to die on. That's not my flag, you know, to put in the ground kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think now that the more and more I'm out of the news and I can, you know, want to work with the Law and Justice Center, I want to do this. It's like, I can stand any which way and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not trying to piss people off at the same time. How are you ever going to get through life without pissing off somebody? Oh, you know, you're going to have some haters no we, matter we what talk, you do. We talk about that. And that's actually one of our going to be a later podcast for us is sure. haters going to hate. Haters <laughs> going to hate. What does T Swift say about it? Like, you know, <laughs> haters hate you and you're doing something right. You know, T's got a lot of haters out there. You, you know, know I, I mean, I guess I kind of, I, I kind of go on the other side of that. I think it's, I feel like it's important to have a stance and I think it's important that your followers know where you stand on it. And it's like, have an opinion either way and stick with it, yeah. you know, support something, pick something to support support and, and go hard at it because I do feel like, you know, when you're in the public eye, it's important to have a voice. Big time. And so I do waffle a lot about that. And, you know, I, I've just kind of just made up my mind that I'm just going to have people that are going to disagree with me and we well, can just agree to and disagree. And that's just it too. If it's your business and you have political signs outside your business and you have that's customers that are like, okay, that makes me really uncomfortable. Right. Right. But it'd be different if you were at a banquet and mm -hmm. somebody asked you a question and it's kind of, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more off the record. But I remember that even as a kid with Cashman Nursery, my uncle Jerry was kind of very vocal about this is how he feels. 
Whereas my dad in Bismarck was like, hey, that's not the place for me to put up a sign or whatever. Sure. And I just remember that kind of learning that lesson really early as a kid. You're just, either people are going to agree with you or they're not, but right. you're not going to really change anybody's mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, know? how about cussing as a, as a woman? Whoops. How, <laughs> how do you feel about, about cussing as a woman in, in public or, or, you know, how do you feel about I that? I have a mouth like a sailor. And my, <laughs> my mother would not be proud of that. However, I know mm. when I am on stage, when mm. I am, you know, on a platform, I button that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I have to like, like make sure I'm holding on to it. I have to send yep. you this TikTok video somebody sent me last night. It was about a girl who's got a lot of followers and somebody gave her a bunch of crap for swearing. Mm -hmm. And she went about off the, how it's this mental release and it releases serotonin and actually yeah. makes you physically stronger in your presence. Yeah. And after this, I was like, I'm going to swear all the time. I know. <laughs> but it is funny when I, as soon as I get around, like my sisters and their kids, you know, and they're looking at me like, Aunt Missy, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> so we have a rule with my kids. Like we can swear that, but they're not allowed to say those words. Same thing yeah. with like alcohol. Like we can drink in front of you, but you obviously can't have that. Yeah. And so yeah. there are like adult drinks and adult words that. But yeah. I like that you're also being real with them. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? That's a, that's a very real thing. That to me is just, is so important to be truly who you are. And, you know, obviously not, a, not inappropriate. I'm not going to be dropping F-bomb in front of my clients. Right, right. But, you know, when tacky. I'm talking to you guys or, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, on this podcast, we absolutely, we say exactly, exactly what comes to us. And I, I mean, well, they, yeah, they've, 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 they've done studies that said women that, that cuss are, are wiser and, and smarter and, and more confident. I gotta send you that than, TikTok video. <laughs> oh my gosh, you <laughs> gotta blew send my it. mind. You gotta yeah. send it. It's so good. Okay, so what are your plans from here? Like, what do you, like, what's your oh, next big step? such a good question. I'm asking myself that every single day. So if you right. have any good suggestions. <laughs> yes, you need to be the new in the world, girl. So it's, it's funny. I, I do have a bunch of, you know, a handful of jobs here and there. For the last 16 years, I've been a snowboard instructor. Oh. I started at Bridger Bowl. And for the last almost 10 seasons, I've been at, up at Yellowstone Club. And wow. so, how do you like it up there? Oh, it well, it's obviously its own world. beautiful bubble, right? And there's things about it that you love and hate. However, I've just been very lucky with the handful of clients mm -hmm. that I've really retained over the years, whether it's the big sister started and now the little brother wants to learn how to snowboard. And I don't really teach skiing. It's pretty much just snowboarding. Hmm. Newsflash, wow. yeah. ski boots, the most uncomfortable things. And Absolutely. I've, and I have to be in them for eight hours to <laughs> teach. I never oh, understood I'm that. I'm a purebred skier. Well, I get it. I, so, I grew yep. up skiing, yep. right? But then when it kind of came time for, actually like learning how to instruct. So that's what I've done for the last however many years. So it's a really kind of cool thing. So in the summer, I sort of trade off to do weddings and all that. And then even just with COVID, everyone's been going to bed earlier. And all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> I have to stay up till midnight on Saturday. And I just feel like an old, old woman. And so to, to be honest, what do I want to do from here? I've always said I would love to work for NPR and whether mm. I'm doing like oh. This American Life or something that's story based. Mm -hmm. So again, it doesn't need to be news related. It doesn't need to be political, but it's the human interest and it's mm -hmm. the the story of, you know, the human life or something along those lines. You would be so lines. great at that. Are you a writer as well? I mean, wouldn't that be ideal? Right. And it's funny too, like even the idea <laughs> of having a podcast in theory, brilliant, but you guys see how much work it takes. It's so much prep. I know and a gal. Yeah, no yeah, that can right, help you. Right. You know what I mean? We just figured it out. But and it also, it just then 
actually the follow through, right? That, that's the thing. We talk about that a lot as well. Like we're the type of people that aren't going to talk about it for a while. We're going to make, make it happen. It, yeah. yeah. So you absolutely have the ability to do that. Yeah. You, well, you mm. could do whatever you want to do. You have mm-hmm. the energy, all of it. And I feel like this is kind of exciting, you know, and it's like when you're floundering and it's like, what am I doing with my life? And it's like, that's actually kind of a, a cool that's, that's time. A good time. It's a good time. It is a good be. time to be looking for open doors. And, and getting married, there's definitely the, the opportunity or maybe the chance of having kids, although you just never know which way that's going to go. And right. so, of course, that's something that would maybe be ideal, but I'm also, you know, not putting all the eggs in that basket, per, you know, so to speak, just literally. because, <laughs> it, literally. Um, but at the same time, I'm also like, do you want to be DJing other people's weddings? True. And in five years from now, it's like that wedding singer, you know, with uh, Adam Sandler when the girl's like, I woke up and realized I'm marrying a wedding singer, you know. And don't get me wrong. I love things like what I do right now because I get to be a part of people's best day in their life or Mm -hmm. an organization they worked all year round. And this is their one night to make a boatload of money for their people or their clients or whatever. And so there's, I I love what I'm doing right now, but what, what do I want to do down the road? And it probably would be something still related in media. TV was tough just because waking up that early and being camera ready that early. Camera ready. But the Mm. voice work stuff, and that's kind of where I first started was in radio. So, and obviously seeing the progression of the world of podcasts and storytelling and podcasts now. Isn't that wild? It's crazy. You know, and so we're one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Move over Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) No, but it really is. it, It is kind of an exciting time. And again, thinking about like working more from home, staying in Bozeman, I've always been like, I'm moving to LA. I'm moving to San Francisco. And then every time it sort of comes up, there's something amazing that falls in my lap in Bozeman. And I'm like, I love it here. I love the people here. I love, I love my community. I love my friends here. I love every. And you're staple here. You're not allowed to leave. You can't leave (laughs) Bozeman. (laughs) And that's just it. Where where would we go? You know, it's like, you know, whether people talk about selling their house because it's actually worth something now. And then they're like, where do I really want to live? Where do I want to invest my time and my people? Right. Yeah. That's the problem that we're having right now in real estate is that, you know, people are excited about selling their houses, but if they want to be here, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? You might as well stay right where you are. I hear that once a day. I know. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I'm looking at, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is retiring. It's her 19th season. So if Ellen just wants me to pick up her show, yeah, but I could do it remotely from Bose. Please listen. You got this. She's so, she's just just getting, you know, real tired at this point. She's just had a lot going on. It's not very nice, Missy. No. Honestly, the idea of living in LA right now would be like my worst nightmare just because it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to pick up and start all over again. But the idea of having some type of feel-good show, you know, BuzzFeed or Upworthy or all of those things that make sure. you feel good when you read something. However, we all know the death and destruction and, you know, the, the crazy stories is always what sells and what people are right. reading and talking about. Yeah. And so, you know, to do something positive or to keep kind of in the realm that I'm, that I am in right now, but to kind of take it to the next level. And yeah. again, whether that's either having a little bit of a bigger of our own auctioneer company and- mm-hmm. You know, surrounding, you know, more different, you know, areas or something like that. But again, it just takes all the more work and all the more foot traffic and getting Mm -hmm. out there all the more. So we'll see. Well, I love the idea of you just watching for the open doors. Yes. Because it will, the right answer will, will show up at the right time. Fall in my lap. It will. It will. I believe that it has us over and over and over again. That's right. So, Yeah. It's the beauty of the universe, right? The universe has your back. Well, Missy, we're humongous fans of yours. Right back at you. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I'm really excited to see what you do next. Thank you so much. I'm excited to see it too. And if you have any good ideas, 
email my people. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, really, and I appreciate you both for doing this. And this is just so cool to have both women on the map that are making huge differences every day in so many people's lives, businesses' lives. And I'm just so thrilled to be a part of it. Oh, oh gosh. Thank yes. you. We're, we're imposters. Yeah, yeah totally. Imposters like, imposters hey, we're like, oh my gosh. I'm stinky, sweaty, weird person. <laughs> so, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.